And all God's people say it. Grab your Bibles. Remain standing. Grab your Bibles. Turn with me to Luke chapter number 17. Luke chapter number 17. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring an end to this series, but it just won't end. We're going <laughs> one more, one more, one more message on this series about following Jesus. Uh, this is this may hopefully uh, this will be the, the bow on the top or the cherry on top or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, really, really important. Uh, uh, as the choir finds their place, Luke chapter number seventeen. Uh, Luke chapter number 17, and we'll read probably verses 1 through 10. How many of you got to share your story, got to share the gospel this week? Come on, I want to see it. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right. All right. Good, 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 good. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you ask for an opportunity, God will give you an opportunity. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. God will give you an opportunity. you got to take advantage of the opportunity. I'm sitting there talking to a gentleman and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying, Lord, give me, give me, give me a way to get into this thing. Give me a way to, to introduce the gospel. I want to share the gospel. And, 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 and when I was talking to him, he said, out of the blue, he said, uh, my wife's been watching your revelation series. I said, is that right? <laughs> There's my shot right there. Amen. And so I was able to take and, and, and from that, be able to share the gospel. If you ask for it, God will give it to you. Listen, if you're a believer, you're a disciple. If you're a disciple, you're supposed to be a disciple maker. Follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. Listen, guys, we, we're, we're, this is not going to end. This is not going to be a phase that we're in. We're going to become disciples and disciple makers. Somebody say amen. 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 Now, now, how many of you, how many of you in your mind, in your mind, when the, the last the things we've been talking about the last few weeks about hearing from God and following Jesus and 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 fishing for men, sharing your faith, sharing the gospel with those who don't know the know the, the truth or know Christ. How many of you think, man, that's a pretty difficult deal? Raise your hand. Come on, be honest. Then why aren't you doing it? If you're not gonna raise your hand and say it's difficult, then why are you not sharing your faith? Out of a thousand, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred people in here. 12 maybe raise their hand now it's one or the other it's either hard to do or 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 you just just being rebellious okay so it's one or the other true okay now here's the thing we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the disciples in Jesus today and 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 the disciples hear something from the lord a command from the lord that seems like it's above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah. Now, how many of you would agree with this? How many of y'all would agree with this? Some of the things that we know God expects from us seems, seems to be above and beyond the call of duty. Okay? All right? Now, we're going to hear what Jesus has to say about this. And, and here's the thing. I've heard people say, boy, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need more faith. Oh, God, give me more faith. With the disciples, they said the same thing. They said the same thing. So let's look at how this turned out for them, all right? Luke chapter 17 in verse number one. When you get there, say amen. amen. Then said he unto his disciples, unto the disciples, it is impossible but that offenses will come, stumbling blocks. But woe unto him, woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. 
Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, what? Now watch this. Now watch this. You're talking about above and beyond. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt. Oh, ain't y'all spiritual. <laughs> Let me put it in terms we can understand. If somebody pops you in the eye and says, I'm sorry, you're to forgive him. If he pops you in the eye seven times in a day, now are you getting it? He says, forgive him. In other words, if somebody's offended you or wounded you or hurt you multiple times in a day, you're, you're, supposed, to, you're supposed to forgive them. Unlimited forgiveness. Now watch their response. This is great. They've got to be Baptists. Come on. Jesus says no matter how many times they, 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 they mess with you, forgive them. Unlimited forgiveness. Verse 5. And the apostle said unto him, increase our faith. Do y'all get it? You're going to have, let me, let, let me try. You're going to have to help us with this. Can y'all relate to the disciples? And the, <laughs> and the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea. And it should obey you. But besides that, which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle will say unto him by and by when he has come from the field, go and sit down to meat and will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself, serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things which were commanded him? I trow not. That word trow means to think. In other words, he says, I don't think so. That's not what you would do. Verse 10. So likewise. Say that word with me. So likewise ye. Talking about to his disciples. When ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you. Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty. our duty to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the privilege and the honor it is to serve you. Thank you for a great crowd today. Lord, we're, we're still kind of in the holiday weekend, and it's, it's a full house today. And God, I thank you for the, 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 the chance to come share your word with your people. And God, I pray that we'll get it and we'll receive it. And Lord, you'll help us with it. God, I'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. And all God's people say it. If you got your notes, I want you to skip past. I want you to skip past the intro. Uh, and we're going to come back to that. We're going to do it kind of backwards today. We're going to do the outline and then come back to the intro. So, so let's, let's, go, let's go straight to the points. And, uh, and, and really, point one, two, and three is a setup for point number four. The message is in point number four. 
But you got to kind of get the other verses so you'll understand what he's talking about in verse number four. So, so first we see Jesus is sitting here and he's teaching his disciples and he gives them some instructions. He gives them some requirements. Or if we want to take the verse you know, out of this, he says commands. Say that with me. He gives them some. Commands. Everybody say it. He gives them some. Commands. commands. First he deals with this. First, if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, we see the requirement. The requirement. This is a requirement coming from the Lord Jesus. He says, first, I want everybody to know offenses will come. Somewhere along the line in your life, you're going to have stumbling blocks. There's going to be a stumbling block in your way to keep you from honoring the Lord, to keep you from following the Lord, to keep you from doing the will of God. He said, but let me tell you something. All you disciples, all you believers in here, all you that are Christians in here, don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. He said, offenses may come, but don't let it come from you. He said, woe unto the one it comes from. He said, matter of fact, let me tell you, it would be better that a man tie a millstone, and a millstone's this big, heavy rock that they use to grind meal. And he said, it would be better for you to tie that around your neck and cast in the sea than you offend one of these little ones. You offend, as a seasoned Christian, one of these baby Christians. Now, let me tell you something. That's serious. God takes serious the fact of older Christians or seasoned Christians doing things to make younger Christians stumble and fall. We need to always be on our guard. We need to always be careful. He said, I'm telling you, this is a serious deal. Don't be offensive. Say it with me. Say it again. Say it one more time. And he said, not only that, not only that, but when somebody offends you, he said, number one, don't be offensive. But, but number two, if somebody offends you, I want you to forgive them. And he goes so far as to say, if they, if they mess with you seven times in a day, then seven times in a day. Now, now we're not here taking numbers, okay? God's not saying, uh, okay, after seven, on that eighth time, you can pop them back. <laughs> Are y'all with me? That's not, that's not the point here. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is you got to offer unlimited forgiveness. God wants you to forgive no matter what. No matter what. Unlimited forgiveness. You know, y'all know the story when Peter came to Jesus at 7 times 70, you know, and all of this. He's saying offer unlimited forgiveness. This is the requirement. Don't be offensive. Don't cause another believer to stumble. Don't live your life in a way that somebody else is going to fall and mess up in their life because of the stupidity of yours. Don't be offensive. Don't be a stumbling block. And hey, if somebody's offensive to you, forgive them. Offer unlimited forgiveness. This is the requirement. This is the command. He says, this is what I'm telling you to do. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. All right, number two. Number two, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse, verse number five. Verse number five, he says, and the apostle said unto the Lord, what'd they say? <laughs> this is what they say. When they hear that, now you gotta, you gotta admit, I mean, that's kind of stout, right? That's kind of, that's kind of, huh? I mean, I mean, if that's the, if that's the case, that's almost on the lines of when Jesus was talking to them and said, unless a man hate his father and his mother and his sister and his brother and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This is a serious deal. This is a serious requirement. This is a heavy load that they just heard. And when they, when they heard that, this is their response. Well, you're going to have to help us with this. You're going to you're gonna have to do more for us 
Now, now, now keep in mind, stay, stay with me. These are humans, right? They're, 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 they're just like you and me. They have, they have weaknesses just like you and me. And, and, and this is, this is what they're saying. Well, if you expect that out of us, you got to give us more than what you've given us. Right? And see, some of y'all don't read it good enough. Now, think about what they're thinking. Forgive them that many times in one day? Well, bless God, you're going to have to do more for us than what you've done. You expect that out of us. Increase our faith then. In other words, if this is what you expect, then you're going to have to give us more faith. Y'all with me? Now, before y'all get sideways on these guys, some of y'all been thinking the same thing. Let me lay it out. If you expect me to share the gospel with a total stranger, you better give me more than what I got now. Come on. If that wasn't the case, everybody, every hand in here would have raised it. Hey, I shared the gospel this week. I shared my story this week. But you don't either. You don't think you can do it or you think God's got to give you more. In other words, I need more faith. Well, here's what we're going to determine today. Do we really need more faith? Or do we need more faithfulness? Because this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. All right. We are more like the disciples than we want to admit. I said we. I'm putting myself in that category. Now, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I, 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 I need more from you. Now, watch. Now, now, I need everybody to look at me. I know some of you are mad already and you done checked out, but check back in for a minute. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me up and back. Because uh, I want you to see this because you got to see this is a visual. This is a visual. And look close on the camera. Zoom in. All right. When Jesus hears that, when Jesus hears, you're going to have to give us more than what you've given us. If you expect this out of us, then you're going to have to do more for us. This is Jesus' look. Am I zoomed in? We good? All right. This is Jesus' look when he heard that. Now, keep this in mind. The one who just said that is the Son of God. And so Jesus' response, Jesus' response, all right? Look at number, look at the next verse. We see the requirement. We see the response, verse number five. Number three. Number three, we see the reality. We see the reality. Jesus explains. First, they said, we need more. In other words, they're talking amount. Y'all with me? In Crete, we need a more, a greater amount of faith. Watch Jesus said. Here's the reality. If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, I don't know if you know it, but a mustard seed is tiny. It's tiny. All right. Watch what he says. If ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed. 
ye might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now let me explain what he's saying. You could do the supernatural, you could do the impossible if you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed. He said it's not the amount you have, it's the kind you have. He used a seed. What does a seed have? The seed has a potential to grow and increase. He said, listen, it's not the amount that you have that's the problem. It's the kind that you have. Are you cultivating the faith that you already have so that it will grow and blossom? That's reality. You don't need more faith to share the gospel. You don't need more faith to live like Christ. You don't need more faith. You need to cultivate the faith that you already have. The faith that you had to come to Christ for salvation. It's like a seed of a mustard. You can cultivate it and feed it and water it and it grow. You already have what you need. That's what Jesus is saying. You already have what you need, but you're not cultivating it. You're not feeding it. You're not doing what's necessary for it to grow. You've got all the faith you need. Is it growing? That's reality. That's reality. You got what you need. You got all that you need. Say amen. amen. But. But. That's the next verse. Now Jesus is getting serious with them. Y'all with me? But he says, that's beside the point. That's not even, that's, that's beside the point. That's not. Now the frustration's coming in. And he begins to Get serious with them. And he tells them a story. All right? The reality, it's not the type of faith that determines the amount of faith. Or excuse me, the type of faith determines the amount of faith. Seeds have potential to grow. Are you cultivating the faith so there's growing? Now, don't you see the rebuke? Verse, verse number seven. So, so far, so far, what was number one? We see the... Requirement, requirement. Number two, we see the response. Everybody see that? You're going to have to do more for us than what you're doing if you expect that out of us. Number three, we have the the reality. Said that faith is not your problem. Faith is not your problem. Can y'all see this? Just a little bit of faith. If it's the right kind of faith can do the impossible. Faith is not the problem. Now we see the rebuke. This is where I want to get. This is where the whole message is. Verse 7. But, he tells them the reality of the situation in verse 6. But then he says, that's, that's, that's not even the point. So let me tell you a story. But which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle? In other words, one of your employees. Really the word is slave. He says, he's out feeding the cattle, will come unto him by and by when he has come from the field and say, go and sit down to meet. And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. 
Doth he thank the servant because he did the things which were commanded him? I, I think not. I trow not. So likewise, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say we are unprofitable servants, we have done that which was our duty to do. So two things under the rebuke I want to share with you and we'll pray. First, I want you to see a descriptive example. Verses 7 and 9, 7 through 9. A descriptive example. So let me tell you a little story. Imagine this, this employee, this employee and an employer, excuse me, and he has a servant. He has a servant that's working out in the field. It's his responsibility to serve and obey the employer. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Uh, uh, the, the, the employee, and I, I tell you what, this, this, this can really be applied in, in America, in the job situation in America. Uh, employees have the wrong understanding and perception of employers. Employers are the boss. Anyway, anyway. He says, are you going to say, hey, you just take care of yourself. Don't worry about me. He said, no, that's not the way that is. You know good and well that's not the way that is. You'll say, hey, you fix my dinner. You fix, you fix my lunch because that's what you are paid to do. That's what your responsibility is. That is what your duty is. Are y'all with me? And this is, this is the thing that blows my mind with, with a lot of millennials. They, they, uh, we, we were in, Dr. Finch was working with our, our staff, and, and he was saying, you know, they need to know purpose, and they need to know why this. I said, they need to know it's their job. Just do it. And that just frustrates me because I'm, I'm from a different time, and, 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 and the purpose is I'm going to get a paycheck on Friday. Say amen. But that's a totally different outlook today, a totally different way of thinking. But Jesus is saying the point is, is he's the boss. And the slave will do or the servant will do for what's necessary. And the owner doesn't give you an attaboy and a trophy for just doing what you're told to do. Are y'all with me? Why? Because that's what he's supposed to do. That's his responsibility. Man, I didn't realize how much this would apply to our day that we're living in now. I mean, we want raises for just doing our job. You don't get raises for doing your job. You get raises for doing above and beyond the call of duty. Anyway, anyway, we're not going there. Jesus is saying you, you do what you're supposed to do. He's not going to. He's not going to come and 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 and. Is everybody understanding this story? And then now he applies it. He applies it to them. He applies it to them. He said, you know what that servant did? He did his responsibility. He did what he's supposed to do. He did what was required of him in his responsibility. It was his duty. It was what he owed to the owner or to the employee, or excuse me, the employer. Now, let's look at the application. All right, he gives them the illustration. Now, does everybody understand the truth of the illustration? Everybody understand that? He's not going to thank him for doing his job. That's his job. That's what he does. All right? Now, look at the application. Now he refers it back to the disciples. Okay? Let's look at this next verse. Likewise. Likewise. Look in verse 10. Are you there? Say amen. amen. So likewise, ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are... Come on. Say it again. Commanded you. Commanded you. Now, here's what I want you to write down. 
First, there's a descriptive example, but then there's a divine expectation. Verse number 10, a divine expectation. What are, the, what are the expectations that we see? Number one, faithfulness in our responsibilities. Faithfulness in our responsibilities. Say that with me. Do you know what God is expecting out of you to be faithful in your responsibility? He says, when you have done, when you have done, I mean, this is, this is, he's just taking for granted that you're doing what you're supposed to do. He says, when you have done what has been commanded of you, and we're going to talk about those things in the intro. That's what I put that there for, so we can know what has God commanded us to do, so we can be faithful in it. How many of y'all believe that God has the right to command us? How many of y'all believe that he's the boss? He's the potter, we're the clay. He's the father, we're the child. He's the creator, we are the creature. Are y'all with me? And he has a right to command us. He is not just our savior who has removed our sin. He is our Lord who commands us how to live. And he said, when you've done those things that are commanded you, ladies and gentlemen, God expects faithfulness. He doesn't expect success, but he does expect faithfulness. He doesn't expect accomplishments, but he does expect faithfulness. Listen, you don't have to be the greatest Christian. You don't have to build the greatest church. You don't have to have the most accomplishments, but it will be said one day, well done, thou good and servant. Everybody don't have to accomplish what everybody else does. But you are commanded and required to be faithfulness in your responsibilities. This is is a no-brainer. This is not an option. This is not a suggestion. These are commands. Are y'all with me? Now do y'all see where this is tying back? Y'all see where this is tying back? This is where it's going to be connected. It all started with Jesus giving them some commands that they thought was a little beyond. Right? It all started with the disciples getting all bent out of shape, thinking that Jesus was expecting more out of them than they should. That's where it all started. You mean to tell me I've got to forgive somebody seven times in one day? Huh. You mean to tell me that I've got to share the gospel with people I don't even know? You mean to tell me that I need to love people that I don't even like? You mean to tell me that... You know what God is saying? Yeah. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. Love thy neighbor. Hello. Take the gospel to every creature. Go. Hello. These are commands. These are commands. He said faithfulness. He's expecting faithfulness in in our responsibilities. And here's the thing. This This is the big part. Look at the second part of this. Look at this verse. He said, in other words, when you do what you're told, Say it with me. When you. Say it again. Say. Say. We are unprofitable servants. 
We are unprofitable servants. You know what that means? That word unprofitable means owe. And in basic terms, what he's saying is, when you do what God commanded you to do, turn around and tell God, you don't owe us a thing. You know what a lot of Christians do today? They do one half of something God commanded them to do, and they expect a parade. Some of y'all here today, some of y'all here today, and you showed up this month, and you think you've done God a favor. I hope y'all recognize I'm here today. We want trophies. We want recognition. We serve a little bit. We serve a little bit and get bent out of shape if somebody didn't say something about it. And this is Jesus when you act that way. You want a parade to do what you're supposed to do? It's, it, let me put it this way. It's like this. A, 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 a father buys clothes for his kids and, and, and wants... Well, you're supposed to. Hello? Man, it's quiet today, isn't it? Y'all ain't shouting like y'all been the last few weeks. You shouldn't, you shouldn't expect a trophy. You shouldn't expect a parade just for doing what you're supposed to do. Hello? Jesus says you should come to God when you do what you're told and say, hey, you don't know what's the thing. This was, and he uses the word, this was our duty. The same Greek word for duty here in this verse is translated in other parts of your King James Bible as owe, ought, do, obligation. Are y'all with me? In other words, when you obey God's command, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Hello, we are, everybody, everybody good? Everybody good? Smile. Right? He said, don't expect a trophy. Now, remember, this is right after they said, you, you, you're expecting too much out of us. You've got to help us with this. I don't have to help you with this. You don't need more faith. Faith is not your problem. Faithfulness is your problem. You don't need more faith to obey a command. You need obedience. Amen. Now listen, since we're enjoying this so much, let's go to the intro. Look at this. Look at the top. Look at the top. When we accept Jesus as, come on, come on. It's almost over, guys. It's almost over. When we accept Jesus as, we exercise. When we obey Jesus as, we exercise. It is sad when people claim him as Savior. But don't obey him as Lord. Watch what it says. Luke 6, 46. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and 
Are y'all with me? Let me show you some areas and we'll pray. Areas that God requires faithfulness. Number one, he requires us to be faithful in what? Stewardship. First Corinthians 4, 2. Moreover, it is required. Say that word with me. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Whether you know it or not, you are a steward of everything that you have. Do you realize everything that you own, everything that you have belongs to God? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the thousand hills. And as my father said, he owns the taters under the hills. It's all his. Everything on this earth is his. The heavens and the earth are his. We are stewards. Whatever I have, it doesn't belong to me. I'm the manager of it. I'm the steward of it. And the greatest thing that you are a steward of is a steward of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has entrusted you with the good news of salvation and you are supposed to be managing it and sharing it and it is required that we are faithful. Faithful. Look at the next one. Look at the next one. God requires faithful, faithfulness in his stewardship. He wants us to be faithful in. Come on, everybody. Come on. What's it say? Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So much the as you see the day approaching, let me just say this, because I know it's going to make a bunch of people mad, but missing church is a big deal. Let me say it again. Missing church is a big deal. You need to make sure that you're faithful in attendance. When I was growing up, I promise you, I promise you, there was never one single time that we asked dad, are we going to church today? There was never a question. There was never an iota of any kind of insinuation that that would not be the case. Do you know what? People, people miss, and, 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 and they're only here and there and here and there, and you never know when they're going to be there, and then when they're out, they get mad because nobody tracked them down. Now, there's a difference between that person and the person that you know is there, and if they're not there, something's wrong. And you better check up. I want to be the type of person, if I'm not here, y'all come looking for me. Because you know there is a tragedy. There is something wrong. If I didn't show up, man, we got to go find out and check it up. Why? Because God expects us to be faithful. This world is getting crazier by the day. This world is getting darker by the day. The Bible says because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. And I need all the encouragement I can get. I need all the help I can get. I need all of God I can get. I'm telling you, God expects us to be faithful in our attendance. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. What we sow, we'll reap in our children. He expects us to be faithful in stewardship. He expects us to be faithful in attendance. He expects us to be faithful in witnessing. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. What's that next word? Come on, be ready. Always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. 
We need to be faithful in sharing our faith. We need to be faithful in sharing our story. We need to be faithful in sharing the gospel. There are people going to hell all around us and we are there to be a light unto the world, to be salt in the midst of a decaying society. We are here to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to be faithful. We're to be faithful. Let me ask you, is this a way of life for you? Miss Edna, I want you to be a witness. If, if, if Dr. McCormick, if he went up to a total stranger, how would he introduce himself? Hello, I am Preacher McCormick. Is that not what he would say? I don't care where he is. I don't care what he's doing. He is letting people know who he is. And he's taken every advantage. Now, he's the only person I've ever known, preacher or no preacher, that preached on a cruise ship. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, they have gospel cruises all the time. They preach. No, they preach to other church people. Preacher McCormick preached on a ship that wasn't a Christian cruise. It was a regular one. And he got invited down into the center of the ship where only the employees are. You know why? He's faithful. It didn't matter. I've told you this story. He was way more faithful than I was. We stopped in the little smoothie, the little smoothie shack thing. And there was a, a woman there who was a witch. I, I know what you're saying. Oh, he shouldn't call people names. No, no, she was a real one. And we were sitting there, and I don't even know why she sat with us. But she sat there at the thing, and, and we, I was eating my smoothie, and he was eating his, and here he goes. And, and he said, why are you on the ship? I said, well, we have a convention. We, we, we are spiritists. And I could see Preacher McCormick's eyes. And I'm like, no! I was so unfaithful. He said, well, me and him are... I said, don't bring me into this. We're Baptist preachers and here he goes. She lasted about three more sips on her smoothie and she was gone. Are you faithful? Do most people, when they see you coming, know what you're going to talk about when you get there? I, I remember my dad telling stories of when he first got saved. And no, nobody in his family was saved. And nobody, zero. He was the first one in his family to get saved. And so with a baby Christian, you know what a baby Christian, they just want everybody to get saved, especially in your family. And in my grandmother's house, there's a big plate glass window. Big, huge plate glass window where you can see everybody that's coming down the road and pulls in the driveway. And, and my father told the story that when my aunt, who was still living at home at the time, every time he'd pull in the driveway, she'd see him coming down the driveway and he'd be looking through the plate glass window and she was running to the back. Because she knew every time he got home, he's going to tell somebody about Jesus. He's going to say, you need to go to church. Is that your lifestyle? Is that what people see when they see you? I know you think I'm being hard, and, and I, I'm not. 
Here's what we got to do. We got we to transform from this, this culturalistic uh, uh, society church going stuff where we're going because it's the thing to do and that's where all the happening people are to being disciples making disciples. And you cannot be a disciple making disciples unless you're sharing your faith. Wouldn't it be a novel thing? Wouldn't it be a novel thing if we would grow a church not by the most spectacular things we could put on to attract the attention of of lost people, but it's by sharing faith one on one and making disciples out of disciples who make disciples? You know what happens when you try to build a church by putting on a circus? You got to have a bigger circus than the one down the road. Because as soon as the one down the road makes a bigger show, But not if we're being faithful. Not if we're being faithful in our service. Not if we're being faithful in our witness. Ask yourself this question. When's the last time you shared your faith? When's the last time you sat down with somebody and explained to them how you came to Christ? What your life has been since you came to Christ? It's quiet in here for a reason. We're to be faithful in prayer. That person that made you mad this week, did you pray for them? Or did you tell somebody else what they did to you? Pray without ceasing. If we don't pray, it just means we don't need God. And that's arrogant, wouldn't you say? I don't know about you, but I need him. I need him. Pray without ceasing. God requires faithfulness in stewardship, faithfulness in attendance, faithfulness in witnessing, faithfulness in prayer, faithfulness in ministry. Galatians 6, 9. Let's all read it. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall, if we... Ecclesiastes says, whatever thy hand find to do, do it with thy might. here's, here's, Here's what I want to say. The things we've been preaching about the last few weeks, about being a real disciple, about sharing our story, sharing our faith, sharing the gospel, winning people to Christ, In your flesh, you're going to think, man, this is, this is I, I can't do this. This is more than that. it should be expected. But God is saying this, you got all you need. Quit expecting a trophy for just doing what you're supposed to do. You shouldn't expect a trophy for showing up today. You, you shouldn't expect a trophy for sharing the gospel for bringing somebody to church. That's all commands. I'm afraid we've got really the wrong mentality because of a lot of bad preaching. A lot of prosperity preaching has this has put in the minds of people that God is up there to, to be at our beck and call. That God is there to serve us, not the other way around. We're the slave. He's the master. He says, when you do what's commanded of you, 
He said, you need to come to God and say this. You don't owe me a thing. I started singing this going down the road yesterday. I couldn't really remember, remember the song. I kept saying it over and over and it finally come to me. Jesus paid it all. So, let me say it again. Jesus paid it all, so sin has left a crimson stain. But what? He did it all. Well, I tell you what, I just think this is a little more to be asking somebody. What do you think about hanging on a cross for six hours? What do you think about having people spit in your face and pluck your beard out and drive a crown of thorns two inches long down into your skull? What do you think about being beat with a cat of nine tails to the point that your insides are showing on the outside? What do you think about being betrayed by your own people who all you did was heal and help and bless and, and, and encourage and cure? I think he went a little further. He's not just our Savior, guys. He's our Lord. He's our Lord. Say it with me. Say it again. He's our Lord. Let's just do what we're supposed to do, guys. Let's do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be faithful in ministering. We're supposed to be faithful in witnessing. We're supposed to be faithful in attendance. We're supposed to be faithful in prayers. Supposed to be faithful in serving. I didn't even put giving on here. I figured you should be so bugged out by then, you wouldn't stand for that one. But it's there too. Let's quit expecting a trophy for just doing our duty. And all God's people say it. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. 